This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. Second Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app if you're on the go. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. No Black, no Abdallah tonight. They are off. They were in earlier this afternoon and morning for Greeny from 10 to noon right here on ESPN 1000. If you missed any of that, be sure to check it out on the Black and Abdallah podcast wherever you get your podcast. Download, rate, and subscribe. So it is the NBA trade deadline. It is coming past at 2 o'clock today. The Chicago Bulls stood pat. They did nothing. No exports, no imports, nothing of the nature. And they stood content with how their current roster is and sitting ninth in the Eastern Conference right now. You know, as a Bulls fan, the Bulls were really my first team as a sports fan that I I truly loved. I I was a I was lucky enough to where my parents they had uh, an 11 game Bulls ticket plan. So I would go to the United Center a lot growing up during the Derrick Rose era with Joakim Noah, uh Carlos Boozer, Jimmy Butler, like the, watching those guys, Luol Deng, it was a lot of fun for me. And it was a lot of entertaining days in that era of Bulls basketball as well. When I look at the Bulls today, it's night and day from the Bulls that I used to know. Sure, things aren't run quite the same, but at least with those Bulls, you knew you were going to be competitive. When you had Derrick Rose, when you had Jimmy Butler, when you had Joakim Noah, your team had a chance. And I remember just being a kid watching those Bulls teams. I mean, I remember where I was when the Chicago Bulls won the lottery to draft Derrick Rose. I was literally standing on deck during a Little League baseball game when they won the lottery. And my dad told me, hey, the Bulls just won the lottery. They're going to get the number one pick. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, this is awesome. Like, And I'm sitting there on deck getting ready for, for an at-bat in a Little League baseball game. And I struck out because my mind wasn't on trying to get a hit, trying to, to find a gap out there. no. My mind was on the fact that the Bulls were about to have the number one overall pick and a chance to really change the way that their franchise was headed. And what I saw today with AK and Eversley standing pat, doing nothing to try to improve or blow up this roster, not picking a lane, picking the lane of content, really pissed me off. It is the most disappointed I've been as a Bulls fan during my life. Now, I know that may not be how everybody feels because I'm sure when you look at the most disappointing moments of your Bulls fandom, for people that are older than me, it probably is what happened after the last dance season, knowing that Michael and Phil were not coming back to be a part of the equation for the Bulls moving forward. But for me, today is the most disappointed I've been in the Bulls as a franchise in my lifetime. And I want to know if you feel similar as well, as the Bulls don't do anything. 312-332-3776 is the phone number if you want to talk Bulls with us here. Again, if you 
aren't aware, the Bulls, the trade deadline, nothing is coming in. Nothing is going out. We saw some rumors throughout the course of the day. Is Zach Levine going to get moved? Things started to get a little hot and heavy with the Knicks for a little bit, it looked like. But ultimately, nothing seemed like it was actually going to come to fruition. Ian Begley from SNY reported that there were conversations, but it was very unlikely that the Bulls and Knicks were going to make a trade for Zach Levine. So now what happens? What happens with this Bulls team moving forward? Because right now, this team could not be more stuck. In fact, you look across not just in Chicago, not just in the NBA, but really in all of sports right now, the Bulls are in as bad of a situation as you possibly could be in. Very little draft capital moving forward, including not having your immediate first-round pick. You don't have an ownership group that's willing to spend and go into the luxury tax. And you don't have a lot of tradable assets right now. Sure, Zach could get moved at the, in the, the summer, in the offseason, right? That's still on the table. But my course of action that I wanted to see out of this Bulls team moving forward, and the thing that I was looking forward to at this trade deadline was seeing, all right, pick a lane, do something, because... Staying the course as it is right now, and people say all the time, oh, Lonzo Ball, he might come back and stuff. AK, to his credit, in this press conference, and, and I'll play you a little bit of what AK had to say during uh, um, when he met the media out in Brooklyn earlier today, but he never pointed at Lonzo Ball as an excuse for why this team is where it is right now. Never did. And I think that Listen, Lonzo's a, a good player. He would certainly help this team out defensively with three-point shooting, um, being a facilitator to help some of these ball-dominant players on the roster. But it's not like he's Chris Paul, all right? It's not like he's some all-NBA future Hall of Famer. And I feel like that's the way some Bulls fans that want this this current iteration of the Bulls to stick together That's how some of these Bulls fans talk about Lonzo Ball. You would have thought that this guy was on a path to the Hall of Fame with the the great panacea that he could be moving forward. But how are you feeling about the Bulls? Again, at the trade deadline, no moves made by this Chicago Bulls front office as the trade deadline has come and gone. 312-332-3776. It's the most disappointing I've been as a Bulls fan. You know, I turned the game off the other day. I've... When the Bulls game is on, I make sure I watch all the way to the end. The other night against the Grizzlies, after Zach missed a free throw late in the game, I turned it off. I was done. I am absolutely done with how this team is built, the the roster construction, the the way that it's managed, everything about it. I can't watch it anymore. It's tough. It's not fun. There's nothing enjoyable about Bulls basketball right now. 312-332-3776 if you want to talk a little bit of Bulls at the trade deadline. Octavius is in Cherville. Octavius, what's going on? You're on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Aki filling in for the guys today. Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on, Octavius? Hey, man. Yeah, I share your frustration very well, man. This team is a mess. You know, <laughs> I don't even know where to start, man. But, uh... You know, well for me, the boots, the boots trade, really set this team back. It's like every day go past, if it, it gets worse and worse. That I think about it, and the crazy part about that is, it's not even really boots though. You know what I mean? Like his numbers are good, 
but they empty calories because they're not affecting, you know, the wind, the wind right. problem. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, this season really taught me, like, you know, when you're giving up draft picks, especially when you're a middle of a pack team, them draft picks nine, nine times out of ten is going to be a lottery pick. And you don't really give those up, you know what I mean, especially multiple, if you're not bringing in a surefire superstar. You know what I mean? You look at the trade, what, you know, from last night, KD. Mm-hmm. You know, the Suns, they gave up a lot. But they ain't worried about those four picks because they're going to be bottom ten. You know what I mean? Right. So they don't care about those picks, really. You know, so, you know, when I look at it and then today, you fast forward today, you know what I mean? Zach Levine, you, I, don't, I can't pay $200 million to a guy I can't get a ball to to close the game for me. Well, I pay, if that was the case, you can do something similar to what the Lakers did with Russell Westbrook and a couple of other guys. Take Zach Levine and turn him into two or three players of some draft picks. Because you look at a guy like Terry Rozier in, in, uh, in Charlotte, he, he averaged about 20 points a game. But he's way cheaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is he Zach Levine? No. But he's about 85% of Zach Levine. You know what I mean? So that, I think today was a chance for the Bulls to kind of pivot where you, where you didn't have to uh, uh, tear it down, and you could have still been competitive and got draft picks and set yourself up so when the next guy become available, you got young talent, you got contracts, and you got, you got draft picks because that's what you need. That's what you're going to need when the next guy become available. Right, exactly. And Octavius, I appreciate the phone call there. And it's kind of funny you bring that up. I heard something from Shay Norling. Uh, he was producing for Black and Abdallah earlier today. And he, he basically said, if you can't average 20 points in this league, get out. And guess what? He's right. Like, we see the volume that scoring comes in in the NBA these days. It is scoring 20 points is something that's no longer impressive to me. In fact, even scoring 30 for me is it doesn't it doesn't pique my interest like it used to even the 40 points and and I'm not going to even like the 50 point games it doesn't pique my interest the way that it used to because of how many talented scorers there are in the NBA these days so 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on in if you are on hold we will get to you here Tyler Rocky filling in for Black and Abdallah tonight you know AK and Mark Eversley, they've been here for a few years now. But is it after today's deadline and some of the moves that they've made so far, the Vooch trade, some of the signings that they have and have not made, is it officially a failure, their tenure here in Chicago? And do you trust that he, both AK and Mark Eversley, can fill this thing back up and get it back to the the Bulls teams that we used to see, contending for one seeds in the East? Where is your confidence level in turning this thing around ak address that and a lot more and we will get to your calls 312-332-3776 tyler rocky filling in for black and abdallah you're listening to black and abdallah espn chicago this is chicago's home for sports black and abdallah are back on chicago's home for sports espn chicago Tyler 
Mackie in for Black and Abdallah tonight. The guys filled in for Greeny this morning, 10 to noon. They'll be back tomorrow again, 10 to noon on ESPN 1000 in for Greeny. I'll be back with you tomorrow night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We've been talking all about the Bulls and their lack of moves at the trade deadline. You know, some people are saying, all right, this team may be a buyer. They may try to go out, find some some guard help, try to find a point guard, a true point guard for this team. The name I was always intrigued by was Bones Highland because there's a younger guy, developmental. He's averaged double-digit points through each of his first two seasons in the league. I... I would have liked to see Bones Highland, and then I saw the price, and I liked it even more. A couple second-round picks going to Denver, but uh, here we are, and the Bulls come up empty-handed on any sort of pursuit to try to bolster this team or blow it up. Nothing was done at this trade deadline as AK and Mark Eversley uh, just kind of watch, kind of, you know... AK talked a little bit about it, and we'll play a little bit of what he had to say in just a little bit here. Um... But he talked about how they went around and tried to they, – they took a lot of calls. They were very active. But it kind of reminds me of the the guy who, who lets you know how many steps they've done on their Fitbit for the day, how many steps they've gotten in with their Apple Watch for the day. But really, was it, was it empty-handed? Was it just kind of light work? Was it just kind of walking around to, for the sake of filling your rings right there? That's, to me, what AK and Mark Eversley did. They, they filled their Apple Watch rings today. So congratulations on that. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on in. Alan's on the northwest side. What's up, Alan? Hello. How you doing? Good. What you got for us tonight? All right. Well, I was just looking you know, on ESPN. Obviously, I was watching on TV, and I've seen how the Bulls struck out again, obviously, for the second year straight. They didn't do nothing at the trade deadline. And I was obviously looking at some smoke that they had brewing about the buyout market for Westbrook. And, you know, me personally, you know, he looks to me like, you know, Derrick Rose of old. And obviously a lot of people I feel like counting out Westbrook with his time with the Lakers. But they tend to forget what he did with the Washington Wizards. And I feel like he'll be a tremendous upgrade, obviously, for us that we have Ayo DeSumo that's not really consistent in Kobe White, you know, somebody that could actually push the floor. Like, we know we got shooters like Zach Levine and mid-range shooter like DeRock DeRozan. Is there any other um, is there any other options you think that might be good for the Bulls, like as far as the buyout market, or you think they're just going to strike out again in the buyout market? Yeah, Alan, I uh, appreciate the call there. So there's a couple things that come to mind. There are a lot of point guards that were moved today, and a lot of them that are actually going to be bought out. So Russell Westbrook's name seems to be the popular one. Uh, a couple others that I saw as well. Um, Reggie Jackson is expected to be bought out. I believe he went to, to Charlotte um, in a trade with the, the Clippers. So Reggie Jackson's expected to be bought out, and so is John Wall. He was traded back to Houston after he was on a, a podcast a couple weeks ago and talked about his time in Houston, and he basically... Uh, said everything about how much he hated the experiences down there so he will in all likelihood get bought out there so those are three names that i would look out for to maybe be a bull now do any of them intrigue me no none of them intrigue me um i I think that when you look at what the bulls have ahead of them right now it's not pretty because the only reason I would want to see Russ with this team is because it signals that this thing is spiraling out of control at that point And at that point, you may work yourself into a chance to somehow keep your first-round pick this year and find yourself in the top four. But 312-332-3776. Dave's in Aurora. Dave, what's going on? 
What's up, man? What's up, Tyler? What's going on, Dave? Uh, first shout out to uh, Fitter. Um, that's my boy, uh, Winter Deluxe. All the Twitch crew. Shout out Twitch. Yep. Shout out to the Twitch. The Bulls look, they should be called the Matadors now. Like Zach Levine and Kobe White have a little red towel. Like, oh, and they're, they're trying to trick the other player. But when you get in a ring with that bull, you know what I'm saying? You have mm-hmm. to kill the bull. So, I mean, the Bulls just ain't, ain't doing it, dude. That is not. I mean, it's really sad to see. Your thoughts? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Dave. I mean, it, it's it's tough to watch now, this Bulls team. Appreciate the phone call, 312-332-3776. If you want to talk Bulls with us here on Bleck and Abdallah, Tyler Rocky filling in for the guys tonight. I look at what was done and just kind of sitting on your hands today as AK and Eversley. And it's one of the most disheartening things I've seen as a Bulls fan. Today's the most disappointed I've been as a Bulls fan because you can look at other sort of moments throughout the Bulls, um, like at least the history that I've been alive for. And at least in those moments where you had disappointment getting eliminated from the playoffs and stuff like that, at least in those moments, you were winning, right? Like, you can lose a playoff series like that dramatic one to the Celtics back in 09. You lose that one, but you were at least winning. You were playing winning basketball then. You can look at all the times they came up short against LeBron. Are those disappointing? Absolutely. But at least those teams were winning. The current iteration of the Bulls is not winning. And when you have a chance to either gear up for this season or my preferred route, retool and get this thing right for the the future. Try to rack up some draft picks here at the trade deadline. Try to figure something out there. I, that's That, to me, is exactly what I wanted to see the Bulls do. Blow it up because you don't know who may become available at any given time in this league, right? We see it all the time. How many different players eventually become disgruntled and ask their way out? So sure, I, I think the Kevin Durant trade was is the perfect sort of microcosm of it all too, because you look at you look at what happened with Kevin Durant, and he is traded to the Phoenix Suns last night and the, early this morning. And I don't think a lot of people expected that. Now KD was certainly on a lot of teams' radars, right? And the Suns had the capital and the assets to go out and make a trade happen. And to me, even if the Bulls weren't going to be able to get KD this year at this trade deadline, right? In all likelihood, didn't have the package to try out and get Kevin Durant for this upcoming uh, trade deadline. But could they have collected enough assets where if he was made available in the summer by the Brooklyn Nets, could you have gone out and make a, made a move then? Would you have had enough at your disposal to go out and make a move to try to bring Kevin Durant to the Chicago Bulls? And I think that if they had kind of planned this thing out and sold off some pieces because, okay, it's not going to be Kevin Durant, right? But who's going to be the next guy that maybe becomes available? Who knows? 
It's the NBA. We see it all the time. How many stars are moved in the NBA every single offseason? We saw it last year. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, the big disgruntled uh, stars from Utah, and they moved their way out. I think that's why I am most disheartened about this Bulls team and what they did at the or what they didn't do really at the deadline today. And it's because of the fact that they had a chance to recoup some assets here. You had a chance to right some of your wrongs and maybe you were a little a little bit stubborn on what the return packages were for some of the trades. 3123323776. Matt's in us we go. What's going on, Matt? Hey guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. What you got for us? So I was waiting for a minute, and you basically hit the nail on the head. I've been sitting here in the car for a minute, but the first thing that I want to say is I was working. I wasn't able to listen to a press conference with AK, but I saw a quote that he said, "Meteorocracy and the Bulls do not get along," and it just struck me the wrong way because me- mediocre is exactly what we are right now. That and might be generous. Yeah, it might be generous. It, it is generous. But they came out, and I was texting my buddies. They came out about an hour before the deadline and said, the Bulls are in talks about trading Levine and recouping pieces. But really what it was was a smokescreen so that all the Bulls fans can sit out there and they can say, hey, at least we tried to do something. But in reality of it, I don't think anybody was trying to make something happen with this team, and we have no direction. I was keeping afloat. But now I'm off the deep end. I don't want to tune into a single Bulls game the rest of the year. Yeah, and I appreciate the phone call, Matt. And three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to get in, you know the the funny thing is, is like we were tuning into Bulls games before this, right? We were watching it, and the East got weaker. The Bulls are still the same team that they were beforehand, and now you still don't you don't want to watch. Nothing's changed, and you don't want to watch. And I think that's the the lack of urgency within this front office right now is something that it's, it's peeving me. It's peeving a lot of Bulls fans right now because this is a, a team and a franchise that is one of the NBA's all-time greatest. And to see it flounder the way that it has, it's kind of similar to how we talk about the Bears, you know, the charter franchise. They should be this great all-time franchise Yet they only have one Super Bowl to their name. And you look at the Bulls, they have a little dynasty run in the 90s. But outside of that, not a lot of history associated with this team. Albeit that run in the 90s, all time. One of the greatest stretch runs of any franchise in any sport, ever. But where they sit right now, it's tough to watch. 312-332-3776. We'll take more of your phone calls, and we'll hear from uh, Arturis Karnaschovas. He met with the media this afternoon after the Bulls did nothing at the trade deadline. You will hear from the man in charge of the lack of moves coming up in just a little bit. Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Do da dippity. You can go with this, or you can go with that. You can go with this, or you can go with that. I 
Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2 as well. You can take us on the go with the ESPN Chicago app as well. 312-332-3776. Bulls don't do anything at the trade deadline today. And it is just another sort of, I guess, anti-feather in the cap of AK and Mark Eversley. You know, it, it came with so much promise, right? It was a forward-thinking organization that AK was coming from, that Mark Eversley was coming from. They were had different backgrounds, right? It wasn't a family pick. It was something outside the box. At least that's what it seemed like when the Bulls brought those two in back in 2020. And right out of the gate, it seemed like everything was going in the right direction. You get rid of Jim Boylan. You bring in a guy with success coaching basketball before and billy donovan you go out and you at the time what seemed like in theory a good move and an ambitious move and a move that this thing was going to turn over a lot quicker than a lot of us thought in trading for vooch all of it seemed like it was moving in the right direction but so far a lot has backfired in the case of ak and eversley and the bulls have yet to find that number one star to lead this team and get this team where they need to go, and that is get outside of the first round right now. Right now, the Bulls currently sitting ninth in the East right now. You don't feel confident in their ability to go out and get into the playoffs and win a couple of play-in games and eventually get into the top eight. But right now, this Bulls team is one of the most disappointing things to watch in all of sports right now. 312-332-3776. How are you feeling about the Bulls not making any moves at the trade deadline? And how far away do you feel like this team is? 312-332-3776. Jose is on the west side. What's going on, Jose? Hey, how you doing, Tyler? Um, I'm not sure if anybody has, has touched on this, but I think the common denominator here. It's just basically the owner. Because uh, the owner, you know, he'll throw out the money, and then you got to basically just do whatever you can with that money, and he's not going to dish out anything else. It's up to you after that whether you messed up or whether you put the right pieces in, in play. You know, it's just really there's no support after that. Because uh, the same situation happened with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing it with the Bulls. And who owns both of the teams? It's, it's Reinsdorf. Yeah. And, you know, I have nothing against him, but I just feel like we're picking at AK and um, Eversley more than we're even thinking about the owner. And then I, I want you to correct me on this. Because when AK was in in um, in Denver, mm-hmm. wasn't he more active or is it just me? Well, okay, so here's the thing, Jose. You have to think about the hierarchy as well. He wasn't in total control out in Denver when he was with the Nuggets. When he came to the Bulls, now he's the head honcho. He's the one in charge. He's the one calling all the shots. And then you've got guys under him that sort of help him out with things. But was he more active out in Denver? Uh, Yes, he he certainly was more active, I think, in terms of trades. The Bulls now have gone back-to-back trade deadlines without making a move. They're one of two teams in this year's trade deadline that did not make a move, them alongside the Cavaliers. But the Cavs obviously didn't have a lot to give up because of the fact that the uh, they made the big trade in the offseason to go get Donovan Mitchell. So not a lot that you're going to be able to do when you do give up all those assets in the offseason. 
But yeah, you, you think about some of the moves he made. I, I believe they traded up to get Michael Porter Jr. Um, and, and just some of the other moves that they made. It f- certainly felt like they were a little more active out there in Denver. But again, it, he wasn't the one that was necessarily calling all of the shots. Right. I, and I just, like I said, I just basically feel like Reinsdorf throws out a pot and he tells them, hey, do what you can with this, and that's it. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, Jose. Appreciate the phone call tonight. 312-332-3776. If you want to talk bulls with us here on Bleck and Abdallah, Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys tonight. So, and, and to Jose's point, all right, we have seen both the Bulls and the White Sox just, they've been two of the most disappointing teams in this city over the last calendar year. White Sox had... World Series aspirations a season ago, but they kind of sit on their hands as well at the trade deadline. Remember, they just made the one move to go get Jake Diekman at the trade deadline last year when they had glaring holes all across the roster. They had injuries they were dealing with. And then this time around with the Bulls, they were the they were the team coming off of a playoff run. All right, you didn't do much in the offseason, so what's going to happen can you retool and get this thing going so that you're pointed in the right direction moving forward? And maybe it doesn't all click this year, but maybe you set yourself up for in 2023, 2024, you can be in that top four, top three of the East at that point. But that's not happening right now with the Bulls. And Jose's right. The common thread between both of those teams is the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, and his unwillingness to spend on his two sports teams that he owns in town. And it's heartbreaking for a lot of these fans that root for both the White Sox and the Bulls to see two of their beloved teams absolutely soiled. And I look at, we brought it up, there's been a number of owners right now that are willing to go out and spend, and spend big. Matt Ishbia just bought the Suns. Today was day two on the job, and he went out and okayed the trade to go bring on Kevin Durant's contract. You know how much they're going to be spending this season on the roster? They're going to be spending $300 million on their roster this season. We've played the clip a number of times on this station, and credit to Chris Bleck for finding this. Uh, But Joe Lacob talked about, he's the owner of the, the Golden State Warriors. He talked about the commitment to winning and not really caring about how much it costs because they just want to win at any cost possible. And that's why he's gone out and built a dynasty in Golden State. And it kills me to watch two teams in town not spend money and, as a result, never really have a chance heading into the season. Never really having a chance. Because the Golden State Warriors are about to spend half a billion dollars on their roster. Billion, with a B. And then you've got the Suns spending $300 million. And then you look in baseball where you've got Steve Cohen going out there and spending every last dollar to go make sure that that roster is ready to go. Because guess what? If you're an owner and you spend, blood's off your hands. If you go out and spend the money and the team doesn't deliver, then the blame goes down. Then you don't point the finger at the owner. Then you point the finger at management, at players for not developing and delivering. Because then it's on them. But if you're not spending the money to try to make the product better, then you as the owner 
are the one at fault. I mean, look at Steve Cohen, all right? He went out and did all the stuff to, to build the Mets roster. He made the, the trade to get Francisco Lindor a couple off seasons ago. But it's not just that. He's spending money for a Super Bowl commercial? I said it earlier during crosstalk with Carmen and Yurko and Waddle and Sylvie, but this offseason, Steve Cohen spent more money on a Super Bowl commercial than the White Sox have spent on trying to get a second baseman or a right fielder. Just let that settle in for a little bit. Because at some point, these owners need to start spending money. And if you're not, you're going to be left on the outside looking in a lot more often than not. You're not even going to be at the table of contenders if you're not spending money the way that some of these other owners are. And if you are somehow at the table, well, then you have a damn good development system. And neither the White Sox or the Bulls seem to have that right now. 312-332-3776. Talking Bulls with you here on Bleck and Abdallah. Nick is in Skokie. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Tyler? Um, so I, I spoke to Waddle and Sylvie earlier about this whole topic. And one of the things I wanted to ask them, I didn't get a chance to, and I want to ask you, um, I want to kind of look at this from a different aspect. I'm not a Bulls fan. And truth mm-hmm. be told, I don't really cheer for a lot of Chicago sports teams because I'm I just I'm not a fan of ownership. Like you right. said with the White the Bulls, like I don't think that the and I any person that calls in after me, I'd love to hear what they have to say, but I don't think that they care about the fans in this city based on the decisions that are made. And here's the example I'm going to give. I'll use Brooklyn because they are hot in the news right now. But do you remember when the Nets brought in Kevin Garnett and um, Joe Johnson and I forgot. Yes, Paul Paul Pierce. Pierce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they brought in that whole crew to see what they were going to do or try to, you know, make something happen. And then it blew up in their face. It didn't happen. They tore it down, right? Then they go and they try this, you know, big three with Kyrie and James and whatever. It blows up. It doesn't, it's not going to work. What I think is kind of lost in this whole thing is people need to take into consideration what Brooklyn got back. Brooklyn probably is sitting now on close to, what, eight picks. They got decent players coming back, and although they gave up Kevin Durant and they gave up Kyrie and they gave up, you know, James and they, you know, gave up other players, I'm more confident that within the next five to seven years, Brooklyn builds that team before the Bulls build their team, which is absolutely obnoxious to think about when you think about it in that way, which as a sports fan, let's just take the Bulls fandom out of it here for a second, but as a, as a basketball fan, when these trade days come, you know, these trade deadlines, you want to know what did Boston do? What did the Lakers do? What did the Bulls do? What did the Knicks do? What did the big market teams do? And I just think that in, in a lot of ways, it's kind of sad, and I get teased a lot about it from my friends, like, yo, how are you not a Bulls fan? How are you? This is why. A day like today is exactly why, like, I can't, I can't support this. And I'll leave you with this. It's been 25 years since Michael was in the building, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of the, the MVP year that Derek had, I don't know what identity this team has. Are they a defensive team? Are they a team that's going to shoot you out of the building? Are they a run-and-gun team like the Phoenix Suns used to be? Like, There's no identity for this squad, and there's no identity on the horizon either. And this is my question to you, and I appreciate you giving me the time. If you're Billy Donovan or any other coach that is going to potentially take this job, 
are you waking up tomorrow morning and pulling your hair out because it's like, yo, you expect me to make chicken salad out of this? Or are you going, it's still the bulls, I'll still do it even though I'm not going to have the support of management and ownership. I love you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, Nick. 312-332-3776. To answer the question that he posed to me at the end, at the end of the day, there are only 30 of these jobs. You hear that all the time with coaching and GMs. There's only 30 of these jobs, right? But I think that's also the curse of it all as well, that there's only 30 of these jobs. And if it's not appealing to a big name, well, then guess what? You're going to start to get people who just want that crack at it. They just want that chance. And sometimes you get the guys that are super underqualified, like Jim Boylan. So 312-332-3776. We're talking Bulls with you. The song of the night is coming up next. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Sitting in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight here on ESPN 1000. Each night at around 6.50 on Bleck and Abdallah, we bring to you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song... I was thinking of our song of the night tonight, and I was like, I was saying to Charlie, who we were producing Waddle and Sylvie together, and I was like, all right, we need a song of the night tonight. And Charlie goes, Angel Eyes, Abba. And I was like, all right, done and done. This song is an early clubhouse leader to be my number one song by the end when the Spotify rap comes Ooh, out. Okay, you've already, you're already mapping it out? Oh, yeah. Why, why, a- how has this one uh, wound up in your playlist lately? I saw it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This song is all the way back because of TikTok. Yeah, or well, I'll get I, to that in a second. I saw a TikTok mm-hmm. of it on Twitter. because I, okay. I, I still don't have TikTok. But, yeah. Saw it on YouTube Shorts. Yeah, pretty much. That, yeah, um, Instagram Reels. But yeah, I don't know, man. Abba's got... Abba's having a little bit of a, a resurgence over the last yeah, couple they, of years. They had, the, uh, they had a Grammy nom, I know. 
over the week over the weekend. They didn't win, but yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme is uh, oh, that, that's at every bar these days. That's a good. That's a great karaoke song. That's you a, need a karaoke song. I would say the last like four or five times I've gone out, I've heard gimme, gimme. It's a good one. It's yeah. It, it is. Abba's, yeah, Abba is having a little resurgence here. Between TikTok, between uh, just being back in the news, releasing an album, everything. Welcome back, Abba. But anyway, so you mentioned that you you have it kind of locked on your mind because of the, the TikTok. So what th- there used to be a trend on TikTok, and it's not really popular anymore. But there was, it was the... Um, you kind of like flash back to like a moment of like the good times, um, and it starts with like, "How could you care this much about X? It was just a," and then it's like kind of a description of how something was meaningless or very, very futile, and then it's just a, a slideshow of like why there were why that was important. And I, I lo- actually I really like that trend on TikTok. It was a good one. Yeah, I saw. I originally saw it actually from Chief, who's on the hockey show. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was about our team Panarin. Okay, so there's your hockey talk. I uh, I actually I made one, and I it was very similar. Mine was about Nick Castellanos. I loved Nick Castellanos when he was a Cub, and I think I my caption on it was something along the lines of like, "How could you have cared that much about him? He was a." He was a trade deadline acquisition who played like 30 games on a dead team, which he was. But it was Nick Castellanos, and he made that Cubs team fun, or like squeezed every ounce of what could have been fun from that Cubs team. I, I have a friend who got a Castellanos jersey. Oh, boy. And he, he knew that he wasn't coming back. He just loved Castellanos so much. Yeah. So this song got up to number 64 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Got up to uh, number three in the U.K. as well. But Angel Eyes, ABBA, your song of the night. They also speed it up on TikTok, too. Yes, they do. I'm all for the speed up. Well, once you listen to the speed up, it sounds so much slower. That's true. Yeah. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. We'll hear from Arturis Karnaschovas. He met the media before the Bulls squared off with Brooklyn tonight. And we will take all of your Bulls calls coming up next. 312-332-3776. If you want to jump on in to the conversation, Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.